0: All right. Um while well, we just we just prayed, so uh can we again bow our heads and just ask God to speak to us this morning? Uh God we come to you today, God, and we pray that you would speak to us, God. We pray that you would open up your word into our hearts, God. We pray that your word would, would come deep into our hearts, God. It would change us from the inside out, God. We, we pray that your word would just fall on good ground today, God. We pray that everything that would that would happen today, God, that, that faith would, would rise up inside of every single person, God, that our faith would be built up, that we would become stronger, God, that we would change, Lord, that inside, God, we would change today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, um, uh, if we could open up to Matthew 5, we're going to read from Matthew 5, verse 1, we're going to start from there. Um, I hope you guys are ready, hope you're ready to, uh, to receive, hope nobody's going to be falling asleep, right? Look at your neighbor say, are you asleep? You asleep. asleep? No? No? If they're asleep, poke them, you know, give them a little poke where the sound comes out of them. All right. All right, now back up here. Uh, You guys ready to receive? Yes. Yes. Amen. Let's let's try it again. You guys ready to receive? All right, there we go. That's better. All right, so Matthew 5.1, and we're just going to read the first verse where it says, One day as he saw the crowds gathering, Jesus went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples gathered around him, and he began to teach them. So, Today we're going to talk about the topic, is called a radical disciple. Um, God gave me this message like last week and, and, I, and I think it just fits in perfectly. It's to be our last message and just we're going to talk about what, it does, what does it mean to be a disciple of Christ. You know, um, almost as important as getting saved is as important as how you're discipled. If you're discipled and how are you discipled. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of false teaching, like pastors said, that two out of five uh, pastors are off, and they're teaching wrong doctrine, and then there's the third one is headed there. And so, it's important that how, it's very important how we're being discipled. Who's discipling us? What are, what are we listening to? And, and just the, the, the process of discipleship is very important in our lives, uh, because it's only the disciples that gathered around Jesus, he didn't teach everything that we're talking about uh, this whole camp, being radical, all these, everything that we heard. Normal people, it just doesn't make sense for them. It doesn't make sense for lukewarm Christians. Makes no sense. Why would you be humble? Why would you, you know, whatever? It's, it just makes no sense. It's only the, a disciple is uh, the, the only one that is going to be able to receive what God is doing. Um, Amen. So, you know, if you're if uh, like like Noah said today, if uh, if if you hear something good, don't you know, don't be shy. Say amen. Uh, You know, say, yeah, preach it or, you know, cream and sauce, you know, butter on the grits, whatever, you know, just say something. Nobody knows what that means, but whatever. (laughs) All right. um, So a disciple, uh, only a disciple can accept this message because Jesus said that the disciples will know the secrets of God. There's secrets that God wants us to know, and only the disciples are going to be the ones that are going to know it. Jesus said, I'm not going to give everybody else. I'm going to talk to them in parables, like, you know, riddles, you know, how he he said all those things. And everybody's like, what did Jesus, what was he talking about? But the disciples, Jesus explained it to them later after the sermon, you know. He said, okay, this is what it means. Let me break it down for you. And the disciples understood what Jesus is talking about, the crowds kind of got it. They're like, okay, that sounded cool. You know, okay, the, the parable with the sower and he's throwing the grains and all. That sounds cool, but they didn't know what it meant. But the disciples knew what it meant. And so only disciples understand the secrets. Only they understand why are we radical. And, um, you know, a disciple, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting that every single person is responsible for their own discipleship every single person is responsible it doesn't matter where where you grow up doesn't matter um what kind of upbringing you had or uh what church you are what church you're at if you want to be a disciple you will become a disciple but if you if you 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 can go to the to the best church that there is in the world and if you don't want to be a disciple you won't become a disciple so it's it's really it's based on our on our um on our uh, ability to go after God, and you know, a disciple—it's a lifestyle. It's not a, a church-to-church event. It's a—it's a lifestyle every day. And you know, there's a lot of Christians in the world. There's many Christians, but there's few disciples. There's um, how many? There are three—three hundred million people in America, right? Three hundred, roughly three hundred million. And there's only about three percent of them are in the army, right? Three percent are some kind of a branch of an army. Uh, so not everybody, not everybody is a disciple. Most people are not a disciple. Most people don't want to be a disciple. You know, I mean, if, if they would ask me, you know, do you want to go to the army? I don't want to go to the army. I don't want to get shot. You know, I'm that that that's that's not for me. And so not everybody wants to be a disciple, though. Not everybody wants to be uh, somebody that is radical for God. And uh, we're gonna turn over to uh, keep your finger here in Matthew or you know, your neighbor's finger, or you can put your toe there, whatever, and we're going to go over to 2 Timothy, chapter 2, and then we're going to be kind of going back and forth, so uh, hold it, hold something there. All right, so 2 Timothy, chapter 2, 2 Timothy is after what book? First, First Timothy. Timothy, that was a no-brainer. <laughs> <laughs> what book is after 2 Timothy? I not not third. not third Timothy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's Titus. Titus is after 2 Timothy. So if you hit Titus, you've gone too far. If you, hit he, if you go to Hebrews, you're too far, make a left. 2 Timothy chapter 2. If you can't find it, we're just going to have it on the screens. All right. So starting from verse 1, he says, Timothy, my dear son, be strong through the grace that God gives you in Christ Jesus. You have heard me teach these things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. Now, we're going to stop there. So it says discipleship is pretty much teach the truths that you have, and you're going to pass them on to others. That's what discipleship is. And, you know, we're we're talking about a a disciple. You know, um, we have like an army, right? We have the U.S. Army, and we have sections of the army. We have, you know, the Navy. We have the Marines. We have just the regular army. We got... Uh, National Guard, Air Force. We have a lot. And there's a lot, there's a lot of different things. Navy and Seals. Navy SEALs. There we go. And um, the, the Navy SEALs, actually, that was going to be my, my, my point. But uh, the Navy SEALs are, you know, they're, they're intense, right? They, they are intense. You don't know. You don't want to be a Navy SEAL. Trust me. You do not want to be a Navy SEAL. Because the, the, uh, the suffering and, and what it's going to take to become a Navy SEAL. Yeah for one of their final tests is they they get tied up their hands get tied up their feet get tied up and they're thrown into a pool and they're supposed to bob up and down they're weighted down too and they're supposed to bob up and down with their body and uh float up get a gasp of air and they go back down and then they go back up and so that takes about 15 minutes and so that is uh that is one of the tests to become a navy seal and that's really intense you know i don't think anybody wants to do that i don't i definitely don't want to do that and, uh, and you know, there's, there's many, it's, but, but the Navy SEALs are, they're, they're uh, elite force, they're, they're crazy, you know? And they even have, uh, anybody ever heard of Navy, Teal, uh, Navy, Navy SEAL Team 6? Anybody heard of Team 6? Yeah. All right, Team 6, yeah, you guys, who, who knows what they did? Yeah, what, should, should just say it out, say it out. Yeah, they killed Osama Bin Laden. They, uh, this team is, is intense. I mean, they are, like, for the final test, I believe that they actually torture them. Like, the, their own people torture them just to know that they, wouldn't, they won't give out secrets and stuff. And so, yeah, that's pretty intense. <laughs> and so, as, as a disciple, we are the uh, elite force of, of, of Christianity. It's an elite force. As a disciple, disciples are the special forces, you know. When they need to get the job done, they send in Team Six. And they get Osama bin Laden. And uh, we are, we are the, the special forces as a disciple. If you, if you become a disciple, you are part of that special force. And um, we're going to talk about, we got three. Uh, we're going to read from verse 3 to 7. It says, Endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Soldiers don't get tied up in the affairs of civilian life, for then they cannot please the officer who enlisted them. And athletes cannot win the prize unless they follow the rules. And hardworking farmers should be the first to enjoy the fruit of their labor. Think about what I am saying. The Lord will help you understand all these things. All right. So we have three uh, pictures here. We have the soldier. We have the athlete. And we have the hardworking farmer. All right. So we're going to look at the soldier. We're kind of we're just going to break down what is a soldier for God. I believe these are the three. Uh, you could call it the three sides or the three faces of a disciple or three stages. I don't know how you want to call it. Um, and so if you, if you like to take notes, I got, I got points today. I got, you know, sub points and, and you know, it's, it's going to be good. If you like to take notes, you're going to enjoy it. Okay, so we're going to open up to Matthew uh, 5.27. Matthew 5.27 through 30. And uh, we already heard this, but I'm going to read it again. So it says, you have heard the commandment that says you must not commit adultery. But I say anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So if your eye, even your good eye, causes you to lust, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your, for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your hand, even your stronger hand, causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. Now, I think after a pastor mentioned the guy chopping off his pinky, I will always remember that story when I read this part. But uh, what is this saying? Jesus, what is the point of this? Jesus is saying it's better that you lose something and get eternal rewards. You're, it's better to, to, to suffer a little bit, and, 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 but, but you're going to get heaven. You're going to get something eternal. And the first part of a, of a soldier, when we read in 2 Timothy, it says, endure suffering as a soldier, that's the first thing it says, endure suffering. So as a soldier, the first thing is we have to learn how to endure suffering. What, 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 what do I mean by that? I mean you are willing, as a disciple, you are willing to uh, cut something off, get rid of something in order to get something better later in the future. You're willing to, to, to cut off your hand. You're willing to cut something off in order to get something better. And we're talking about holiness today okay we're, t- we're talking about you're willing to do whatever it takes in order to have holiness in your life you'll do whatever it takes and you know we could take this verse and we could play with it a little bit you could say if you look at verse 29 it says so if your eye even your good eye we could you know we could put in the word Facebook now there's nothing wrong with Facebook but you know when you're on there for hours and hours and reading all the junk all the garbage you know what it might be something that you got to get rid of so it says Let's read, it, let's read it like that. So even if your Facebook account, even if you have 600 friends, causes you to lust, delete it, and get rid of it, whatever, it is better for you to lose your Facebook account than for your whole body to be, than, to lose your Facebook account than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And you can say, verse 30, and even if your video games, yes, your brand new video game, causes you to sin, break that disc, Throw it away. It is better for you not to play Xbox 360 than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. (laughs) All right? And so, amen, amen. That's a good place to say amen, just in case you didn't know. And so, you know, there's a lot of things... We could, we, we could read that. We could say, oh, that's not for me. We, I can't cut off my hand. Okay, that's not for me. But there's a lot of things that, that, that we could just take, take there, put it in there. It could be whatever you want. You know, you could have, we have, um, you know, people have secret sin in their life. We, have, we could have secret sin. And we could take that thing and say, you know what, I'm going to, it would be better for me to take my TV and get it out of my room, watch no TV, and get to heaven than to watch TV and not get to heaven and not be a disciple. And so as a disciple, we have to be able to get rid of those things that we see. You know what? I'm playing way too much video games. I got to get rid of it. I'm I'm on my Facebook, I'm on Instagram way too much. I got to get rid of it. And this is a disciple, you must learn how to endure suffering. That's you're going to have to go through some suffering to do that. And man, you got to suffer. Oh, you know, you it's it's fun. You it, it's something that you want to hold on to. But that, that's where, that's where the first part of a, uh, the first uh, qualification of a disciple is you're ready to suffer, you're, you're ready to give that up and to suffer a little bit to get something in return. Um, and then it says later, it says, don't get tied up in the affairs, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, it says, don't get tied up in the affairs of civilian life. Don't get tied up in the affairs of civilian life. Look, we are, yeah, this is a youth group. This is a, a youth camp, but we are part of an army. We're part of God's army. And, you know, we as a disciple, we cannot be tied up in the affairs of civilian life. There's, there's normal. We are not like everybody else in the world. We're not to, be, we're not to share the same thing, just like Sasha was saying. We have, no, uh, we have nothing in common with darkness. We're light. And so we're not to be tied up with the affairs of the, of the world. You know, who cares what... Uh, Hollywood is doing, you know, who cares if Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolene are getting married, or they're getting divorced, whatever's going on, who cares what's happening, right, like, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, it's so funny when someone comes up to me, and they're like, oh yeah, have you heard about this movie, you know, we're gonna watch the movie, and I'm like, I have no idea what movie you're talking about, I have, I haven't heard of it, you know, and now it's coming out in theaters, I'm, you know, it makes me happy when, when, when someone asks, you know, have you heard of this rapper, no, I have not heard of this rapper, you know, they got, um, Someone's telling me. Uh, oh, at, at G12, they're telling me about a rapper named Two Chains. I've never heard of Two Chains before, but I know he's, you know, very filthy. Like, not filthy as a sense of like he's good, but he's like filthy. Like he just a lot of cursing, curses like a sailor. But I never heard of Two Chains. You know, I've never heard of him. And and you know what? The less of those guys that I know, the better. Amen. Like like. The best, the best, uh, the, the less that I know of those, you know, filthy rappers that, you know, beat their wives and, and, you know, do all sorts of things. The less of those guys I know, the better. Amen. Like, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy when someone's like, hey, I, I, are, are you going to do this? Like, um, at, at work, we have like a Bible study. And, and you know, we're, we're talking about, and the guys are talking about their free time. And they're like, yeah, I play, I'm going to go home and play video games. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's cool. But I, I don't play video games. I don't have time for them. And they're like are you serious? I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't play video games. They're, they're, it's, like, it's like video games is like life to people. I don't know. They're, you know, grown men, have families, go home, play video games. What's, what, what's up with that? You know, they're like, you know, they're like, I'm gonna I'm I'm go, you know, home, watch some TV. I'm like, oh, well, I don't watch any TV. And they're, they're looking at me like I'm crazy. It's like, I just don't watch tv that's i'm not i'm not part of that they, they, they look they might look at you like like you're crazy you know they might look at you like like you don't belong in this world and and they're like what do you do in your free time it's like there's nothing else to do other than watch tv you know it's like <laughs> really as <laughs> i you know for, for me i i just say you know what you the the, the people there it's, it's kind of sad though they they don't they don't understand they're they, they're, they're, they're in this world of, of you know, they, they, they're Christian, but they're in this world and they're just completely, you know, captured by TV, captured by video games, like grown men. And, and, and I tell them, you know, I got, I got something better to do with my time. And I tell them about serving God and they're, they're just looking at me like, I don't belong in the same conversation. then Yeah, we don't belong in the same conversation. And so we're not to be tied up in the affairs of civilian life. And then the third part, he says, then you cannot please the officer who enlisted you. We cannot please the officer who enlisted you. And, you know, when we talk about the army of God, you know, God, uh, it, you know how we have the military, we have uh, generals, we got um, commander in chief, we got captains, sergeants, lieutenants, all that different ranks. Right. And in the church, we have the same thing we have. Uh, you know, we have Jesus is our commander in chief. You know, he is, he is the one. But then we have generals. We have captains. We have people that are placed in the army of God in important positions. And in the church, too. We have pastor. We have leaders, deacons, elders, you know, different. And there's different ranks. And so we are like an army. And, and he said, then you cannot please, then you won't be able to please the officer who enlisted you. And, you know, I, I believe in, in the whole, in the system of subordination and, and, you know, having a leader over you. I really believe that uh, leaders are, they are placed in our lives for a reason. Um, you know, we, we have church services where uh, God moves and, and you know, we, we, we get changed. But it doesn't change us completely. Uh, because there's a lot of things that a church service, in one prayer, you cannot solve. There's a lot of things, you know, like pride, rebellion. That's in us, right? That's in every single person. You can have a prayer and you can have a sin that you had in your life, like, a, like just a bad sin. You prayed. You got delivered from it. You're free. You know, you, you're, you, you don't want to watch, you know, bad things. You, you don't want to look at pornography anymore because you got freed from that. But then, but then uh, you still have rebellion, right? You still have pride. You still have that. It's still in you. And so you need a leader in your life in order to get that out of you. And, and it, takes, it takes time. It takes but you know, we have to learn how to submit to our commanding officer. We have to learn. You know, we know we have to know there is somebody over us. God placed them there, and they are there for a reason. They're there to to work on uh, to work on our character. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, when we when we walk in in re, when, in rebellion, you know, when when what is rebellion? That's when you say, "Oh, you know, I I know what somebody told me in church, but I think of it like this." I I, I know better than they know. I know better than what my leader knows. Or I know better than, than what pastor knows or demon. I know better than them. They'll, they'll tell me, but I know better than them. That's rebellion right there. That is, that's, that's what's going gonna, gonna to kill us. You know, uh, Lucifer, first, first person or first creation in ever to have rebellion inside of him. And God kicked him out of heaven, you know. He kicked him out, felt like lightning. And that just shows how God looks at rebellion. So when we have rebellion in us when we when we have that 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 thing that says you know what I don't agree with this I don't I don't believe this that's rebellion that and and that's why we have leaders over us to get that out and and you know we got to get a leader we have to have somebody in our life that will that has the shut up card right that that can that is able to say you know what this this what you did it's not right yeah. and and you know it's it's interesting um in 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 my G12 uh, I, I, lead, I lead a group, and you know, there's there's guys that 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 can submit and and that that are listening, you know, and and are able to 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 receive correction, and others are not able. And so those that are able, I you know, I tell them, I tell them something, you know, this is not right, and they know, and and I I, I tell them freely because because they they're open to correction, they're open to it, they can receive it, and there's others that I. I'll tell them and they won't receive at all. And, and I can't tell them anything. And so, you know what? It's how it says in Matthew 5. It says, don't throw your pearls to pigs. Yeah. there's in, in Proverbs, it says, you can uh, correct the fool, but he's just gonna, he's, it's going to be pointless because he's just going to get mad at you. Yeah. It says it's better to correct uh, the wise and they're going to thank you for it. Yeah. And so, when we're open to correction, we're open to... Um, you know, we're open to somebody to tell us. You know what? This is wrong. And you know, some people are like, well, I don't see it like that. I don't. I don't see that this is wrong. Well, you know, of course you don't see it. If you would have saw it, then you would have corrected it yourself, right? Yeah. You, you know, you don't. You don't oh, see. Yeah. You don't see. You don't see the booger on your face, right? You don't see the booger on your face. But somebody's got to tell you. Look, there's a booger on your face. You got to get it off. And that's the same thing, you know. When when somebody tells us, you know what, there's something in your life you might not see it, but but I can see it, and you gotta get and you, we just gotta say, okay, you know what, they see it, so that must mean there's something wrong with me, and and that's what we have to learn how to submit to our uh, officers, and um, we're gonna look at the second thing of a uh, of a disciple is the athlete, the athlete, um, you know, there's a lot of things we can talk about an athlete. The discipline and all that stuff, but it says um, in Second Timothy uh, chapter two, it says, in verse five, it says, "And athletes cannot win the prize unless they follow the rules." So there are certain rules as a disciple that we must follow that we cannot ignore. Just certain things that we just have to follow them. Um, and we're uh, in our uh, text in our uh, Matthew. We're going we're gonna go to Matthew six. Um, Matthew 6, and we're going we're gonna to talk about three things that an athlete, the rules that we have to follow, three rules. Um, and that's not all the rules, but this is just what Matthew gives us in, in chapter 6. And um, it's cool because they all start with S. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> so the first one is, um, let's look at verses 1 through 4. It says, watch out, Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others, for you will lose the reward from your Father in heaven. When you give to someone in need, don't do as the hypocrites do, blowing trumpets in the synagogues and streets to call attention to their acts of charity. I tell you the truth. They have received all the reward they will ever get. But when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in private, and your Father who sees everything will reward you. So this is talking about sacrifice, Okay, as a disciple we must learn how to sacrifice. Sacrifice is is one of those things where it talks about giving, but then, you know, you can give money. You can give your time. You can give gas money, you know. Get, as a disciple, you are you're you're concerned about other people and you're willing to sacrifice. You're willing to to drive people for an example, you're willing to take people from, from their house to church, you know, pick people up, take them home, something like that. Just being able to sacrifice your time, your money, your, you know, your free time, you know, doing things you don't want to do but sacrificing for other people. And that is one of the things that as a disciple you must learn because Jesus says it is better to uh he said i didn't come to be served i came to serve so a disciple as a disciple we got to learn to serve we got to learn how to how to make sacrifices for other people the second thing is we see in verse five through six it says when you pray don't be like the hypocrites who left to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your father in private. Then your father, who sees everything, will reward you. And so this is seeking God as a disciple. The thing that you have to learn is to seek God. You have to learn how to sacrifice. Then you have to learn how to seek God. If we don't learn how to seek God, uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna understand. We're not gonna just understand who God is. Um, seeking God. I'm talking about prayer i'm talking about reading the word i'm talking about every single day you know seeking god and you say i don't have three hours a day you don't need three hours a day all you need is you know you 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 can say i never prayed you know if you never prayed uh, every day you know take 10 15 minutes and pray every single day and you can grow from there and and seeking seeking god is is coming like like you know was saying when you are you know, when you're hungry, when you're poor in the spirit and you're hungry every single day, you want something new. You want something fresh. Yesterday was great, but I want something new today. And so when we, when we are as a disciple, we must learn how to come into our rooms uh, by ourselves. Like it says, you know, shut the door behind you and then pray to your father. Seek God. So and there's, there's a lot of things, you know, I was preaching about it uh, like a couple months ago and, and just about seeking God. And there's so many things that we could talk about seeking God and just, you know, God, God rewards those who seek him. And the third thing um, is found in verses 16 through 18. It talks about fasting and, uh, you know, nobody talked about fasting yet. So I guess I'll, I'll, I'll try it. You know, uh, it says when you fast... Don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that is the, that is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair, wash your face, then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in private. And your father who sees everything will reward you. So this is talking about being sensitive to God. Because fasting, what does fasting do? Has anybody ever fasted in their life? You took, you took a fast. You didn't eat. You didn't eat. You didn't play video games. and didn't watch TV, nothing. Okay, cool. Uh, so about half, half of the people. Fasting is a very powerful tool. What is fasting? It's like this camp, right? This camp is we have three days or four days where we get away from. We got no Wi-Fi, no Internet. You, you don't have, you're not on Facebook. You're not on nothing. And so all we have here is pretty much we have God, you know, food, games, fellowship, and, and it's, it's just very basic, but there's a lot of God. There's a lot of His presence. And so what happens is people come here, and, 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 they, and they're on this spiritual high, right? They're like, man, this is great. I love God. And then they, they go back to their normal life, and things, you know, go back to where they were because they're not a disciple. And, you know, fasting is very much the same way. As you, take, you take a couple days. Couple, you know, we do prayer marathons where you take five days and you don't eat. I know for some of you guys, like, don't eat for five days. You know, I'm going to die. If, if I don't eat for a day, you know, I'm going to die. I, I, I can't make it. But, you know, after the third day, by the way, it does get easier. Uh, it does take three days. Man, it's, it's, it's a while. But, you know, when we when talk about fasting, nobody likes to fast. Amen? I, I, I have never seen anybody enjoy fasting. And actually, people do it not even for spiritual reasons. They just do it for health. I had no idea that fasting actually is good for your health. Did you guys know that it's good for your, uh, like, um, all your, yeah, di- digestion and all that. But, but I, even if it, you know, even if it is good, I would never have, I would never do it if, if there are no spiritual benefits. I don't understand people that do it if there's no spiritual benefits. But what happens is you, you, you don't eat. You're not, and you know, some people don't eat, and then they just they're on playing video games, watching TV the whole time. That doesn't count, you know. <laughs> when you fast, you, you get away from everything and you just, you start to be sensitive to the voice of God. It's more clear. When you take a three-day fast or, you know, you, you go on a five-day fast for prayer marathons, you start fasting, you start becoming sensitive to God. It's, it, it's, it's true. It works. If you haven't tried it, you know, give it a try. Uh, but this is, this is uh, we have to learn how to become sensitive to God's spirit as a disciple. Do whatever it takes to become sensitive to his voice you know, take fasts. I know that sounds crazy for some people because it's like, don't eat. I can't make it a couple hours without eating. Yeah, don't eat anything. And, you know, it it could be other things. It could be taking a fast from, from TV, taking a fast from video games, whatever. It could be whatever, just to get closer to God, just to become more sensitive to his voice. And so those are just three things, but those are the rules that we must follow. I'm pretty sure there's more, but those are just the things that we see here. And the third uh, picture that we have is a hardworking farmer. He says uh, a farmer should be the first. A hardworking farmer should be the first to enjoy the fruit of his labor. You know, when I think of a farmer, I don't know about you guys. I think of a like a picture with like two two like a a man and his wife, and you know he's got they both have straw hats on, and they got overalls. You know the the uh, yeah they got a pitchfork the guy has a pitchfork in his hand and and they look very sad and you know you know it's Bob and and Betsy or whatever whatever their names are and they they look very depressed and they're just standing there with a barn behind them, a barn behind them and 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 hay and yeah, there's cows somewhere and it's just a depressing picture I don't know I, I don't that's what I see farmers but I'm, gl- I'm glad it says hardworking farmer yeah it does say hardworking farmer so that is the third thing of a of a disciple the third phase is a hardworking farmer and what a farmer is somebody that that gets uh that has a harvest that harvests fruit he has fruit in his life so we talked about suffering to endure suffering we talked about uh the second point was uh to not be involved in this world then we talked about uh having an, an officer uh Having somebody a leader over us, and we talked about the three rules we we said, we said sacrificing, prayer, you know seeking God and, and uh, becoming sensitive to God, and now we 're talking about after all that, there must be fruit in your life as a disciple. You must see fruit. what kind of fruit are we talking about? Um, you know you could say fruit, uh, fruit is souls, people uh, fruit is fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, happiness, kindness, goodness care. Yeah, then you got character changes. It's, it's fruit. You're, you're, you're changing yourself. And there's, there's many fruit, but we could just label it as, as just fruit. Just things are changing. You're progressing. And over time, you, you must, we must see uh, a change in us. So let's go to Matthew 7, next chapter, and we're going to look at, uh, we're going to read from verse 15 down to 20. It says, Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit, that is, by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. It's pretty simple. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. And so there we must see good fruit from in our lives. We have to see it. You know, there's a lot of people that can talk. You know, we got like basketball players who love to talk. They just talk 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 talk. They're they're sitting on the sideline. They're not in the game but they just talk. They just got a big mouth, trash talk. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of Christians that can talk, right? They, they can talk, man. They can quote the Bible. They can quote scriptures. They can give you all the disciples' names from order of their age. You know, they, they know everything, but they don't walk the walk, right? They, they, they're, just, they're just talking the talk, but, you know, they're, they're just a hater. They just, they just talk, 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 and then, and then when it comes down to, to, to actually walking it out, they, they don't do it. They're not, they're not the salt and they're not the light. And so... It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter uh, what kind of things you, you're, you're able to say, what kind of deep revelations you can talk. If you can't back it up with, with works, with your, uh, with your deeds, with good deeds, you're, then you can't be a good, a, a good tree because a good tree cannot produce bad fruit. It just it cannot. And, you know, John the Baptist, I love, I love how, how he would talk to the Pharisees, and he would say, prove by the way prove by the way you live that you're changed prove it by your deeds prove it by the way you live and so we have to see good fruit in our lives we have to see change over time there must be change in our character what if maybe you were angry before or or you had problems you had issues you know you don't see that anymore because you're changing you're progressing you know i remember my dad once he told me he said there should never be a point in your Christian life where you're standing in one spot. You should always constantly be, be growing, always. And as, a, as a, a cream and sauce, amen. And, and as, a disciple, as a disciple, we have to look, we have, to have uh, fruit. We have to see that, that, you know what, I was once like this. A couple months ago, I was like this. Now this is changing. It might, it might have been, you know, I might have had rebellion. I was rebellious, but I see the rebellion leaving. I see the pride in my life. It's, it's, it's dying out. And, and we have to see that kind of fruit in, in our lives. Because if we're not producing good fruit, you know, the, 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 the verse does say every tree that, that is, I'm sorry, let me see. Verse 19. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. So Jesus he like like uh, there's another parable, same same concept. But he said uh, the the farmer said, can uh, he they had a tree and he said, uh, can can I can I keep this tree if it wasn't producing good fruit? And, and the owner said, uh, no, let's throw it away. He said, let me keep it and I'll prune it. And after and after a little bit, if it's still not producing good fruit, if it's not producing fruit, then we'll throw it in the fire. And either way, you're getting cut on right. Either way, you're going to get pruned and you're going to get. Uh, you know, as we were talking about all those things leading up, to, leading up to producing fruit. We're talking about all those things. Those are the things that are going to cause us to produce fruit. And so either way, you're going to get cut. You're going to get uh, humbled. You're going to get, you know, you're going to have things happen. You're going to go through suffering, and you're going to produce fruit. Or you're not going to do it, and you're never going to produce fruit. And, you know, there's always, uh, I like, the, there's a song that says, either you have the pain of change. Or the pain of staying the same. Either way, you're gonna have pain in your life. Either way, either it's gonna have either you're gonna have pain in changing yourself right now, or you're gonna have to deal with the pain later on. And and as you know, as a disciple, we're we're called to go through the pain right now in order to see the rewards that are gonna be for us in the future. And you know, after when we leave this this camp. We are called to be a disciple. We're not called to just go wait for the next youth camp or wait for the next conference. We're called to become a disciple. Um, you know, how many times have we seen people come to something like this, get changed, get touched by God, repent, change their life, and go back. And in a couple days even, they go back to everything that, that they did before. Why does that happen? Because they never became a disciple. They never decided that I will become a a disciple of Christ, and that is why, and we see that time and time again, we see people go back to where they were before, and it's, it's, a, tragedy, it's a tragedy, really, because uh, it actually, it's making things worse, um, I'll read, uh, let me read from Matthew 7, uh, 24, uh, 24 down to 27, it says, anyone who listens to my teachings and follows it is wise, like a person Like a person who builds a house on solid rock, though the rains come in torrents and the flood flood waters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teachings and doesn't obey it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand, when the rains come, when the rains and floods come and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. And so... We've been listening to teaching. We've been listening to everything that we've been listening to this whole camp. It's on us to take it and to become a disciple when we leave, when we leave from here. It's, it's, on, it's our responsibility uh, because Jesus, uh, Jesus said, if you listen to my teaching, you're wise. If you don't listen to my teaching, you're foolish. And what happens is when we listen to it and we don't accept it and we don't change, what happens is we become very callous. You know when you get uh, like a blister on your hand, and you, you're you're you know you're it's like you're shoveling or something, and you keep you keep rubbing the skin, and it gets really tough, it gets really hard. That's what happens with our heart. When we listen to teaching, when we listen to teaching, we have to obey everything that we hear. It's our responsibility. But when we don't obey, we don't we we ignore it. It's very dangerous because we become, we become callous. Our hearts become callous. And it's harder for us later to accept it. And that's why Jesus said, if you build it on sand, if you don't listen to my teaching, or you hear my teaching and you don't obey it. So it's saying they're both the same person, right? I mean, they're doing the same thing. They're both hearing, they're both listening to it. One person's obeying it, one person is not. And so when we hear it, we listen, we heard the message, we've been hearing Pastor and Dima and Alexei and, and, and Andre, we've been listening to everything, everything we've been listening to. When we hear it and we don't obey it, that's where the problem lies. That's, that's, where, that's where it says that the house will collapse with a mighty crash. Not, not just a crash. There's just a crash and this is a mighty crash. That means it's going to be bad. And so when we, it is our responsibility to... To build our, our house, to build our foundation right. And, you know, my question today is, what are we building on? We're building on Christ. We're building on, on, on Jesus Christ. He is the one. It's not about, you know, it's not even about this camp. It's not about even Isaac State. It's about Jesus. If they could put up the picture of, uh, of the, uh, from the movie, the, the, the short clip that they played, they could put up that picture of Jesus. There he is. That that is why we're a disciple. That's the reason why we're a disciple. That's that that's that's who we're doing it for. We're not doing it for we're not doing it for anybody. We're not doing it for we're not even doing it for our leaders. We're not doing it it's not it's not about Isaac say. It's not about uh, our church or what what's happening. It's about Jesus. This is this is the reason. He was the first one to go on the cross. He was the first one to uh, to take the stand. He was the first one to become radical. He was, he's the reason why we are supposed to be radical. You say, why, 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 why should I be a disciple? Why, why do I need to be a disciple? That's, that's why we need to be a disciple. This is the one that, that we're serving. This is the one who we're following. We, we take example from him. That's our example. He did it. He was the first one to go. He was the first one to give up his life, and that's why we're going. We're going because Jesus went and because Jesus bought us on the cross. He, he, bought, our, our, he, he bought us. He, we're paid, like pastors preaching, he paid such a high price for us. He died on a cross. He was beaten so horribly. He was beaten, and that's why we're a disciple, because he is the one that ransomed us. And how can we not be a disciple after, after what he did? When, you know, when you watch The Passion of the Christ, it really, every single time I watch it, it's just, you know, I, I just really, I, I really want to cry because it's, it, it just shows that how Jesus, what kind of price he paid for our sins. And how can we not, after, after, after hearing everything, after understanding what Jesus did for us, how can we not become a disciple? And so if we leave today, and and we are not a disciple of Christ. If 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 you if you say oh, that's not for me, this kind of lifestyle it's not for me. Then everything that we did here is is pretty much pointless because you if it was it was you're just wasting your time here. Because if you have not become a disciple, if you if you've not entered into that kind of lifestyle, then you're you're missing the picture. You're missing the point. And Jesus Jesus is is the reason why we're doing it. And so let's stand up right now. And uh, we're just going to pray about becoming a disciple of Christ. We're going to pray about becoming his disciple. And just, um, I really want to pray for those people who have not yet decided to become a disciple. And you have not yet decided. You got saved and, and, and you might have, you might be going through things, but you have not become a disciple. You have not decided to become a disciple of Christ. And... Maybe, you know, some of you are disciples and you're following God and you're trying. And, and this is a word from you, for you too. But those that, that are not a disciple right now, as of this moment, you know. I have not been doing anything that, that, that we were talking about today. And you know you are not his disciple. Then we're going to have a prayer right now. And if you could just come up here, just make a, make a dedication and say, Jesus, I will be your disciple.